Candy Lickers, pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're listening to another edition of Casio's Cut, and I'm joined by my already giggling buddy. Uh, some look, I I see a younger me when I see Aaron Weber, stand-up comic. Uh, oh, I can, I can only hope, man. I can only hope. I, a lot of people ask if I am your uncle, so I want to put that to bed. Are you not. telling them? <laughs> We're not. We're not related. It, well, it fits me that they think I could be old enough to have you as a sip. As a, no. you, you look like I took what little hair I do have and just added to the end of my beard. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Aaron Weber from Montgomery, repping the Montgomery Biscuits hat, which is number That's one. That's right. Yeah. Now in Nashville. How long have you been in Nashville? I moved in high school. My dad's a high school principal. He's the principal of Montgomery Catholic High School for my entire childhood. And then... Junior year of high school, I moved to Nashville, and I've been here ever since. Did you immediately hate it, or did you immediately love it? I, it didn't take me as long as I thought it would to like it. You know, you're a kid, you've been somewhere your whole life. I did not want to move. So senior year moved. is your first move? Between sophomore and junior year. Oh, that's, that's, that's a big yeah, time, well, dude. It was a tough time to move, for sure. And I had been... God, my whole family had been in Montgomery for uh, for generations. My mom graduated from the high school I went to, uh, and then and then we just picked up and moved. But obviously, I like it. I'm the only one left. My whole family's gone, and I stuck around. So did they, they go like back to Bama or what? Yeah, my uh, parents moved down to the Mobile area. They live in Fairhope now, and uh, my siblings are scattered all around. My brothers in Huntsville, and. Uh, other brothers in Ohio and the sisters in Texas. So we're kind of spread out now. So you, you survived your last two years of school in Nashville. When are you going, I need to be a comic. Oh man. Are you class clown? Not really. Not maybe not as much as I wanted to be. I think maybe that's, that's where all this started. It's with the Rollies guys that were, uh, even if I thought I was smarter and funnier than them, they were getting bigger laughs all the time. In college, that way, too, I had some friends that would just, at the bars and stuff, they would just murder, tell stories, and I'd be like, oh, man, I could do this. Uh, So I started, there's a little stand-up, stand-up group, student group on campus where they did shows like once a month, and I started doing that, and then graduated college, moved back to Nashville, didn't do stand-up for a year for some reason, and then just started doing open mics again, so I say that I started in Nashville because those college shows was not real stand-up. It was one show a month for all my friends. Like, everybody's right. murdering. It's just fake, you know? Yeah. So I didn't really start till I was back in Nashville after college. All right, what college are you going to? Uh, Notre Dame. 
Okay, I was about to ask. You, I know you're a Notre Dame fan. I was asking. Yeah. I was wondering how you ended up in Notre Dame. How do you end well, up in Notre Dame? <laughs> yeah, my, uh, it was a family thing. My dad went there and my two older siblings oh. went there. And, um, and I grew up uh, when I could watch Notre Dame. They were always, when they were on TV, I always rooted for them. And, uh, and then I applied early and got in and I was too lazy to apply anywhere else. So I just went ahead and I was like, <laughs> all right, I might as well just go. Alabama and Tennessee, Notre Dame's way against the grain. I know, I know for sure. I grew up a huge Alabama fan, and because uh, in Montgomery you kind of had to pick one. I remember yeah. we did we did Alabama Auburn Day at school, where you got to wear uh, you get to wear an Alabama or an Auburn shirt before the Iron Bowl. And I remember kids being like, "Can I wear a Florida shirt?" And they were like, "Absolutely not. Like, you gotta, <laughs> that's not what Iron Bowl week. Day. Period." Yeah, that's right. It's not SEC week, dude. It's Iron Bowl week. So pick a team. So, so I was Alabama. Yeah. What? What? So I love this. I love this uh, visual. What? What are you? What are you uh, studying to be at Notre Dame? What's What's going to be the career? I was uh, I was a dual double major philosophy Ooh. and and marketing in the business school. Oh, that's. I, a that's good for a comedian, actually. Yeah, well, you'd think. I don't know if I'm using anything I learned. <laughs> but in theory, in theory, that's a perfect combination for a comic, right? Yeah. You're like philosophy, I'm going to learn how to think. And then marketing, I'm going to learn how to market myself. And uh, I don't know if I'm doing either of those things. But I, I ended up, I failed the same class twice in college. So I didn't actually get a degree in in philosophy i have a minor in philosophy because i failed the same class twice class called logic which is a tough one to pick. <laughs> it, it, class called introduction to logic i failed it twice wait we're not even logic we're just gonna kind of intro you to logic. we're just kind of kind of tell you what it is we're know? gonna get a ten thousand foot view of logic do you grasp it no Dude, twice. i don't want to sound like the teacher had it out for me but the only reason he failed me is because i never went to class and failed both exams so it's like you know it's one of those things i failed and then i wasn't going to graduate on time and i had an academic advisor and he was like i mean you know a lot of times if you're like on the cusp you can go to the professor and talk to him and they'll give you a d and i remember being like dude this guy doesn't even know who i am like i can't show up and be like hey dude i've never been to class but can you give me a d <laughs> i just wouldn't do it so i had to go to summer school and then i got my diploma late you know. So you you are if you go back right now, can you take intro to logic and have a second degree? Who I don't know how that works. Maybe that would be pretty awesome. Maybe dude. I could because I'm like I'm two credits short. So maybe I'll just go take an online. They're all online now, right? Dude. I'm just taking an online class. I don't know if you can just tap back in <laughs> yeah. one class yeah, and I, graduate. Yeah, I'm almost done. You just pop in and take one class. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> If it does, maybe I'll do that one day. You talk about at least get a bit out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go back to school, I'll guys. Send, I'll just send them an e I don't even know who to email. I'll just email like uh info at Notre at, Dame. Yeah, info at nd.edu. Like, can I just <laughs> sign up to take one class, please? Do you still get the do you still have the Notre Dame email yeah, you, you could sign up for an alumni.nd.edu, and then I forgot to do that. So I, I no. saw somebody the other day with an edu uh, 
email address. I'm like, do you just keep it or, or is there a process? You, you can keep it and you can get the free trial. Like if you can get the free trial and you can get the like college discount for all kinds of stuff. If oh. you have an EDU email. So there is a benefit to keeping it if you can. I was just, I never did. Which is why you didn't. <laughs> right. You were jaded those, at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. If I'd have had those two credits, maybe I would have had the uh, the drive. Well, like, to keep uh, I hate to rub in your face. Logic would tell you to get the discount and continue. <laughs> but he failed intro. So, I didn't get that far, dude. Yeah, if I'd have taken intermediate logic. Yeah, I, I, I just don't grasp logic, guys. I, I just not grasping it. <laughs> All right, so you get through Notre Dame, you decide to come back to Nashville. Right, right. Well, I, my parents still lived here at the time, so I lived in their basement. Like quintessential millennial underachiever. And I barely graduate college and then live in my parents' basement until they moved. So I just crashed at a friend's couch for like a couple months. And then I had started doing stand-up by that point, And then roomed with a guy I barely knew and just kind of started focusing on stand-up really. Are you a, uh, see what, one of my many, many flaws, but, um, are you a writer? Are you like, I got my notebook out. Are you keeping notes in the phone? Are you just a, Hey, I got this in my head and I'm going to see what happens. I used to be word for word. I'd write it like essays. Really? And, and I'd write it beat for beat. And then I'd, Say it out loud a ton in my parents' basement, pacing around. I've done that less and less. I need to develop some kind of system because I just, I don't know. I'll think of something, then I'll kind of jot the idea down on my phone, and then I'll just kind of talk through it right. um, and, and just go from there. Uh, I find that sometimes the harder I work on a bit, the worse it does. And then I feel so dumb. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll go, oh, dude, this will be like... Golly, dude! Applaud. Leave room for applause here. <laughs> if you write it out, you're like, "Oh, I got this, dude." And then you say it out loud, and you're like, "Geez, that was the worst." So it's almost like you know, like a free throw shooter. Everybody's got their little routine of like yeah. they dribble it a couple times, and maybe they spin it and they dribble it. It's like the more you do with that crap, the the less successful the actual. Free yeah, you throw. start getting in your head about it, right? Right. So I feel like I, sometimes you just got to step up, bounce it once, and then take the shot. <laughs> that's, that's my philosophy now, I guess. What's your, what is your, what's your philosophy on introducing new bits? Because I panic a lot. I go, here's where I'm yeah. going to do it. And then when it's not going, I'm like, why am I doing this? I, <laughs> I know I can get through this set with no bumps. Uh, right, <laughs> and right. I bail. I'm you got to do it sometime, though. I know. You got to do it sometime. I, I, my biggest insecurity is, is, you know, I live in Nashville, and luckily I get to go up at Zany's often. And I, my big, like, I start a bit that I've done a million times. In my head, I'm just envisioning all the staff being like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this joke again. <laughs> and so for the longest time, I had such a reverence for zanies and for any kind of real show i was so scared to try new stuff and and then once i you know you wedge it between bits that you know are going to work right and now if a bit a new bit doesn't work i'm not panicking because i know i can i can get them back you know yeah. right afterwards you got i got bullets left in the chamber right right but let me try some stuff out a little bit um yeah. 
so you start doing stand up. When did do you get like a mentor? Is there anybody that was above you that was like starts kind of hey, come here, I, I see a little potential or giving you tips or anything like that? You started yeah, actually Dusty, hanging with Dusty Slay was the first guy who was uh I mean there were like veterans in the scene that were very nice to me, like Josh Wagner and and uh, Joe Kelly and guys like that in Nashville that I became friends with and would help me out and answer questions like, like uh, just where is this mic at? Like, when do I need, you know, just questions like that. Yeah. I met Dusty at an open mic, Bobby's Idol Hour. He was just there in the crowd and we met. He was the first guy to uh, really take me on the road consistently and let me open for him in other places, just doing comedy outside of Nashville, which I'd never done. And he kind of taught me how to be a comic when you go places, how to, how to just be a comedian. So he, right. he was the first guy. And then I've been real lucky. Tons of people have, have, have done that for me. Dusty was the first one. Uh, how, how are we doing? You just, you were on the Grand Old Opry. I mean, what are we doing, dude? I know. What are we I doing? Know. Pretty, pretty amazing, man. It's, it's mind boggling. Uh, Not because yeah. it's you, but for a while there was no comics. And so this is a right. big deal. Well, it was it was especially fun for me because when Dusty did it, he was the youngest comedian ever to perform at the Grand Old Opry until I did it. So <laughs> that was the main <laughs> that was the main great thing for me was that I, I beat Dusty by like eight years. So now, now he's I obscure. Got, yeah, now I, yeah, now nobody knows who that loser is. <laughs> he's out. So <laughs> So now I have that in my bio. I was the youngest, and I, I was like less than a year after Dusty. So he held the title for that long. <laughs> but yeah, I met, uh, I met, I did a show at Zany's a long time ago with uh, Brad Paisley. Did a show during yeah. the festival, and the comics on it were me, Dusty, and Greg Warren, who's amazing. Amazing. And. Uh, the 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 guy who's now the president of the Opry was at that show, and I met him, and he goes, "Hey, maybe years from now you can perform at the Opry." And I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, all right," you know. And then I get an email out of the blue from him, who's now been promoted to president of the Opry, oh. and uh, and I you know I uh, I got three more dates there coming up. It's kind of a re really cool thing. Have you been the once, or have you been back since? I've done it. Four times now. Four. And I've got uh, April 10th, I'm doing it. And then I'm doing a whole weekend in May there. So Was there a surreal cool. moment where you go, I, sh I shouldn't be here? What am I doing? Oh, the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. They tell you, you know, there's the, the, the Opry's famous. It's got the, that circle on the stage, yeah. which they, they cut out of the original stage and they put it in the new building. And it's this kind of revered little area where only people invited to perform at the opera can stand. And I remember the the stage manager told me right before I went on, he goes, hey, don't be afraid to just walk out, step in the circle and just take a moment. I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, I can't, dude, I just, I can't think about that. You know how comedy works? I need to fire yeah, immediately. Yeah, just walk out and just, <sighs> Wow, this is pretty special. Anyway, I went to McDonald's. You know, you can't you can't do that. So uh, it is pretty special, though, man. I did it during during COVID. I've done once there during COVID, which was bizarre, because uh, normally 
you can bring 10 guests with you to the Opry, but now you can't take anybody during COVID. So you're just alone in this dressing room and they don't come and get you until, until you're about to go on stage. So I just sat in silence. It's like ice in the kicker. I remember thinking, I was like, golly, I'm so nervous just sitting in here going over my terrible set, you know, on my phone. And then they're like, oh, some country music hall of fame person's up on stage. I'm just like, oh my God, dude. My stuff is garbage, and I can't, I can't even talk to anybody. But it's, uh, yeah, man. Sometimes I, I kind of take it, you know. I, I don't. It is. It is pretty special. Uh, that's got to be up there on best gigs, right? One of them, if not the. I, I think so, man. Yeah, it's just it's. A if real it's not that, place. what's one? What's one B? If it's if that's one A, is there anything pops to mind where you go, man? If that was every gig, shut it down. Yeah, headlining zanies was a big one for me yeah yeah because it's a big spot uh, historic yeah. club for people who don't know zanies well the, all of them are great zanies nashville such a absolute history there of right. Of, right. of comedy and everybody that comes through and everybody that's a name does that place so uh, bumping up to headlining that stage is, is just amazing yeah yeah man it was pretty awesome you know my hometown so i had a lot of family and friends there and it was the first place i saw like a real show i remember doing a bunch of open mics and then i go to zany's and i remember being like oh man this is this is uh, this is the real deal here i gotta i gotta step it up a little bit so it's a well, luckily you weren't one of the guys uh, that that does the open mics only at bars and is like man the clubs just don't get me bro dude yeah that's uh, you know yeah you know like the one institution that uh gives comics work I just don't feel like they're just kind of, yeah, I have too much artistic integrity to uh, actually do comedy. So I hate that's, you know, that's everywhere. I was just in, uh, I was just in Lowell, Arkansas doing the Grove comedy club and talking to some local guys and they were like, dude, we got all these local comics that are like, you know, screw the Grove. They're not real. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's because you don't work there. I guarantee you, any of those guys, they get a phone call. Hey, do you want to feature all weekend? They'd be like, "Okay, I could do it." You know, I'm gonna do it this one time, but really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not I'll even gonna promote it. Show them, right? I won't even promote it, but I just need to show them what real comedy is. <laughs> so I'll just kind of swoop in, grace them with my art, and then I'll drive home in my Ford Focus. You know, <laughs> these losers. By the way, I'm still doing that, but at least I worked the club. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, the, the irony is all of the guys that these people idolize have done clubs. You know, yeah. you think you think Doug Stanhope's never done a comedy club? And he's still doing them. Like, no, they got good about? to a point where they could book their own bar because they like that right. atmosphere. Right, exactly. You can't just go, nah, you know, the only the only institution actually paying comics consistently and giving them work. <laughs> you know, screw that. Not for me. It's <laughs> <Not for laughs> <Yeah, me. laughs> so, so silly. Uh, so now you're, you're kicking around your Nashville, you got, uh, the Grand Ole Opry's rocking and rolling, which now we got your best gig. Now I want to hear worst gig you ever did. Hmm. I've done a ton of just train wreck shows, you know, the shows yeah. that just have no chance. Uh, yeah. You know, going I, in, you're like, this is not right. Know. I think the ones that hurt worse are the ones where you should have done well. And the stakes were high, and you just did everything wrong. I, I always say my the my worst bomb, my worst gig, um, 
I got to open for James Gregory. I was like a year oh. into stand-up. A uh, year into stand-up, I randomly got, hey, do you want to open for James Gregory at a theater? And I remember thinking, oh, my God. Like, what is okay. Yeah, of course. So it's just such a bit. It's more people than I've ever seen in a room. You know, it's it's just this huge thing. And I show up and I meet James and he says, okay, you can do do 15 minutes. If you're having fun, uh, you can do 17. Didn't end up happening, by the way. Spoiler. <laughs> He goes, you can do up to 17, but just don't do under 15. And I go, okay. I had, you know, I didn't know it at the time. I maybe had six minutes of material, but I was like, I can do 15. Well, that's goes, a comedy rule. Don't ever, don't ever admit you right. have less time. Yeah, I was just, yeah. You, I, Somebody told me you always say, yes, I can do it. Yes. And then you figure it out. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't even know that that would be a stretch for me. I was like, oh, 15, I can do it, whatever. And then he goes, and also uh, he uses a, headset mic so he said take the mic stand off stage with you after you're done that's all you need to do do 15 minutes take the mic stand first show is at 4 p.m so four not, it's not college kids to <laughs> say the least it's the oldest group of people i've ever seen in my life i i walk out i bomb so bad i mean it's i, I I'm not getting any. I don't think Wait, from they the get go. Did you lose from the get go? I don't think they knew I was supposed to be a comedian. <laughs> I think they thought like this is a guy who works at the theater who's coming out to like tell us. So they weren't he's they giving us concession me... stands and restrooms. Yeah, dude. And then he's out of here. They're like, man, it's a long announcement. Like, bring out James Gregory. So I do every joke. I, I did by the joke that I was planning on closing on. And I was like, I still got time. I did two more jokes that were awful. And then I pull out my phone, which is already you don't want. I pull out my phone to look at the time. I've done six minutes. So I was like, I got, I'm not even halfway done to, uh, <laughs> to 15. So I, I And you did, can't I, go under. That's the only rule. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't go to 17. Can't go <laughs> under 15. So I'm just bombed, dude. I, I, I was just. I'd never done crowd work before. I start trying to ask, you know, just trying to stretch. I'm drenched in sweat. It's so embarrassing. I get to 15 minutes. I go, thank God. I go, all right, everybody. Funniest man in America, James Gregory. And I forget to take the mic stand oh. off the stage. So I'm back in the green room and I hear like an, uh, he calls me back out like an encore that nobody wanted. I have to go back. <laughs> I just bought and I had to walk back out. Hey, grab the mic stand and it, dude. And then the worst part, the worst part is nobody thinks about like when you bond real bad, then, then you got, especially if you're opening for somebody, then you just got an hour to just sit around. Waller. So I just sat in the green room and I had one text on my phone and it was from my then girlfriend, who's now my fiance, who was in the crowd. And it's one text, one word. And it just said, wow. Oh no. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. Wow. So I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, they're going to, there's another show. They're going to fire me before that. <laughs> Why would they keep me around? I didn't get a, the, the sound guy got a laugh before bringing me up. So let's just let that guy do 15 minutes. What do they need me for? So oh. that that's the worst one because I'm sure I've had worse sets and shows that were worse but because the stakes felt so high right and because because it was my fault it wasn't like the atmosphere wasn't right for comedy no they were all sitting down paying attention and facing me you know so it's, 
They had, right. <laughs> they were there. Did you do the second were, show? I did the second show. The second show went okay. It went way better. It was much younger. It was at night. Okay. You know, I did pretty much the same set and I did my time fine because there were some laughs in there to kind of <laughs> let me stretch it out. But yeah, dude, that, that, that was the, I can still kind of feel how that felt like the, the hair on the uh, back of my neck. Did just James realizing. say anything? No, I did. He wasn't even paying attention. Right. <laughs> that's, that's he's just mad you didn't part. get the mic stand. That's right. Well, thankfully he forgotten about that too. Actually, he didn't like that. I remember he came back and he was like, man, they weren't that great, were they? I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, so, oof, but that was the worst feeling, dude. And uh, and hopefully I'll never top that. But who knows? Could be this weekend. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, super excited, dude. You guys have been smashing it. Um, you, you start the uh, – you get the new podcast with uh, Nate Bargatze and yeah. Brian Bates, Nate Land. How does all this come about, dude? Well, Nate wanted to – he wanted to have something when COVID, when we were in the thick of it, right. you know, and, and he he uh, just didn't have any kind of podcast presence. So I got a call from him out of the blue, very unexpected, um, that just said, hey, do you want to do a podcast with me? And I thought he meant, do you want to come on and be a guest? Right. And I was like, oh, man, I was blown away by that. I was like, oh, I'd love to. And then he's like, yeah, it'll be me, you, and Bates. And I was like, oh, my God. So um, just a blessing that fell out of the sky one day. And we've been doing it once a week for, uh, you know, last June we started. So it's been running for a minute. Nate just did Joe Rogan today. I don't know if you saw that. Really? That's very exciting. Yeah, that just came out. Because he's, he's got a special coming out March 18th. So he got to do Joe Rogan finally. So that'll be, be a couple extra downloads for the podcast now. I think I hope it's a little bit of a bump, right? <laughs> a bit of a rub there <laughs> from Joe. Yeah, yeah. I, it'd be cool if it got some more, if it gave us a little bit of bump on the podcast. How do you, you know? uh, how do you like the podcast part of it? It's awesome. It's awesome, man. It's fun. It's, it's just, I mean, I, I, I'm yeah. watching and I'm jealous. I mean, if I could go back and do this over with, I would have a co host. Because, I mean, you always want to feed off somebody, but you guys, right. that way you do whatever you want. If you want a guest, you have a guest. If not, mm -hmm. there's three of you to really go. And, right. it, and it's just like friends hanging out at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it's starting to feel, for sure. I was the first few times, I was so nervous. I didn't know Nate that well. And I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to come in the first episode and just bomb. So it's, uh, I'm thankful. Thankfully, it's, it's been going great. It's my kind of role on that podcast is just, I feel like all I do is just laugh. Like, <laughs> it's all because, this one too, so. yeah. And I got, I've gotten some comments like, man, all you do is laugh. It's like, yeah, I'm sitting three feet from the funniest guy on the planet. Like I'm going to laugh right. a little bit. Like he's going to make me laugh a few times, you know? Yeah. And uh, so it's I'm nice of you to, to say do... that about Brian. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we got Nate too. Who's also okay. <laughs> and then Nate chimes in every once in a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a different feedback. You're used to instant stage reaction. It's either yes or no. Is this funny? Right. Uh, yeah. And now you go, I mean, that was funny to us. Is anybody else? Is that funny? To I know. Else? Yeah. You know, there, we have a, a production crew there. And every now and then 
we can get them laughing, that's when oh, you know it's, when? it's good. Yeah, that's when you're like, all right, this is really something. Because they're so jaded, dude. Alex, they don't care about anything. They're on their phone, and they're just like – and then if you make them laugh, you're like, oh, dude, that was good. We got something brewing here. Right. All right, let's talk about uh, – we'll get to the countdown in just a second, but another exciting thing, talk about brand-new album uh, out, your first album. Yeah. Uh, this is big, yeah. dude. Uh, you, ju- I mean, this just came out just not too long ago, a couple weeks. Yeah, early, early March fifth, it came out. Um, it's been a lot of fun, dude. It's my first time putting anything out, um, and I'm kind of at peace with it. You know, I, somebody, t- you know, you're never, you're never totally stoked right. about it. And everybody I've talked to is just like, um, sometimes. It, something's just got to be good enough you know and i was like all right that makes me feel better so it's just i just put it out i've gotten some nice feedback and uh it's been cool man does it uh does it strive you to just dump that entire that entire set list like now i can't go back to that yeah we'll start uh that's the idea i don't know if it's kicked in yet (laughs) like i've started just putting up bits i've done forever i've started uploading them on youtube gradually and then that'll be the real motivator because you know if anybody sees you on a a show poster they look you up on youtube and then now they're going to immediately see like my three best bits so i gotta be like now i gotta do something else hasn't (laughs) happened yet but (laughs) one day one day i'll come up with some new that that button's gonna get pushed right now it has not uh... (laughs) we'll we'll see well it's you know it's uh it's it's very motivating for what they uh, they see on YouTube, and it's uh, I forgot what I was going to go with, but it was a great story. <laughs> I had a very real good point right there. Yeah, I, a, I lost it. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be a good point. You kind of went down to one side. I ran it back. It was pointed. It had the posture of something insightful was about to happen, <laughs> and it didn't. And maybe that was even better. That was more than the point you were going to make. Like you are, you know, that was great. You, did. you said it for me, Aaron. You said <laughs> yeah, it for me. You know, hey, hey, sometimes at the end of the day. <laughs> so what else is going on? <laughs> just do a whole, like, a, like an SEC coach. Just, you know what? You know what? When it comes down to it, next question. <laughs> we play the games. We play the games. <laughs> We play the games, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, <laughs> when all the chips are counted and the cards are put away, and and uh, yeah, the process, <laughs> the, process. <laughs> the process, yeah, gotta love the process. Can I, by the way, can I give you credit? Are you the only guy on the planet updating your MySpace? Oh, dude, thank you, thank you. Huh? I get so much, dude. Now that's a custom website I built to look like a MySpace. Um, is it really? Yeah. That's, that's oh, it's number word. one. I thought this dude is just is doing MySpace, and I'm kind of yeah. digging it. That's my that's a WordPress theme I built to look like a 2005 era MySpace. Theme. Oh, it's I fantastic. Top, I got a top eight. I got a yeah. You know, I think I'm online now. If you look, it's all it the is little, all the little Easter eggs that if you were familiar with MySpace back then, uh, I had a lot of fun making that. Uh, dude, nobody gets it. So I, <laughs> it's like, I, 
it's like the people that do get it are like, this is hilarious. And then I get a lot of people that are like, why don't you, why don't you have a real website? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I do. It's got everything. It's a, it's just, and they're like, okay, that's a little weird. I knew it was a deep fake when you did not have a theme song playing. Uh, you didn't have, um, a- I, nope. I used to, I used did to, you? I used to have, yeah, I used to have a, I'm just a kid by simple plan would play. <laughs> and that got, that got real annoying on my end every time I had to refresh it. So I was like, I got to take this off. <laughs> you know? No glitter graphics. I see how it is. All right. It's yeah. a All right. <laughs> let's do the, uh, let's hit you with the countdown. 10 questions, 10 to one. I, all right. Uh, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. All right. Number 10. Name something that's a perfect 10 in your life. Oh, my fiance. Oh, God, I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Everybody that's, that's married has to say wife. That's, that's, the lamest, that's the lamest answer. Look, she's she's a 9.5, all right? I'm not going to give her a perfect 10. Right. If there if was something say, counting off, what would it be? Let's get you in trouble. Yeah, my perfect 10, I would say, oh, oh, what, where I took points from her? Yeah. Oh man, because she's oh, she's yeah. got good shoes. She likes the Jays. <laughs> she's what what are we doing? She's got to kill her job. She loves stand up. I, I feel like I'll, I should just pick something else uh, because this is, this is a dangerous road you're taking me down, man. Uh, Next episode I, when you tell us about you lost your fiance. Yeah, I got to be at my divorce episode <laughs> next. Yeah, perfect ten. My divorce attorney is great. That would be my perfect 10 last next episode. <laughs> uh, look, I have an unbelievable DVD and Blu-ray collection that I'm very really that makes zero sense for me to have, but I love it. I've got uh, 1,500 plus DVDs. They're taking up this entire room. Uh, Alphabetical right now. Oh God, no! Are they I chaos? tried once. I tried once, and now it's just chaotic. And now I don't have enough shelving for it, so there's just all these just buckets full of them now too. Are you watching them, or are you? It's just a collection. Uh, some of them, I'm watching some of them. What's the last one? Some of them. Uh, ooh, I got Parasite on Blu-ray. I actually have two copies of that. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> keeps thinking, stealing the first one. Dude, you got to see it twice, dude. You know, it's that good of a movie. <laughs> I'm not rewinding it. I got a second DVD. I got no I time. Two, right. I have I have two copies of the third season of King of Queens. So I just have all this random crap, dude. Wait, is I it like a it. I forgot I bought it? Or you see it and go, I just gotta get it again. Well, now it's impossible to keep track of what I own. So if I okay. go to I, I go to this place called McKay's in Nashville a lot that just has all these discount DVDs and stuff, and I just grab stuff and forget that I already have it. Is there, so that's a real problem. See, I like uh, I got boxes of, of vinyl behind me. Is there a is there a white Same whale? Thing. There are some, you know, for a while it was like Apocalypto on Blu-ray was a white whale because it was uh, because it was only in print for a little while. There are rare Blu-rays like that that there are only a few. Whoa, and it, then if you start getting into like steel book, like the decorative containers and stuff, you can get down a, a deep rabbit hole about it. But I look at it just like collecting vinyls. Like it's just a cool you thing. You get something you like. I like having it. I have this weird fantasy of the internet being out in the whole world. And then I'm being like, doesn't phase me. You want to watch season four of Monk? Because I have it on DVD. Let's, let's watch that. 
Yo, dude, <laughs> don't fart with me on that. I just tweeted like last week, Monk, everybody's sleeping on how good Monk was, dude. I need you to wait two seconds, man. I'm going to go grab something for you. <laughs> By the way, if you're going to piss, your mic is still on. We can hear you. Oh, I'm not going to piss. Okay, we're making Don't sure. Worry about that. Uh, you can still hear me from here, huh? Yeah. This, <laughs> uh, here we go. We got um, – Yes. This is my monk, monk collection. <laughs> yeah, you oh. knew where the monk stash was. Oh, dude. Uh, of course. Uh, I've got it all, man. Great show. Underrated show. And uh, I've got it all if you ever want to watch it, man. Give me give me a stash, a part of your stash that you would you would probably cry if you lost it or got damaged. All right, I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll look. I got I got you. <laughs> I got oh man. Oh, if you're finding these these quick, it's not as much chaos as I assume. Well, now now, uh, oof. now it's hard to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's already the big, theater of the mind for the people just listening and not watching the podcast. But if you're watching, you've still we've still got the anticipation of you off screen. It's just right. chaos. Okay, I've got here we go. Here's here's some uh, here's some favorites. I got. This is the uh, the West Wing collector set, complete series, all, all seven seasons, with the presidential seal on the front in a decorative box, and it looks like you're oh, looking through. Come on, look like you're looking through confidential government documents. Can't hide fun. money. That's always fun. I got uh, the Dane Cook collection on, oh. <laughs> on is that all the specials. Vicious Circle, Torgasm, and then the Vicious Circle special features. Come on. I got that. And then I got a lot of random like, earthquakes, one night. <laughs> in the stash that you don't want to lose. That's strong. Oh, I wouldn't want to lose this. These are these are the uh, the trophy pieces. You know, I've got trophy them. pieces. You know, all the other DVDs you just play them, you got them stacked up, but then these are the ones that you put face out. It's just so when visitors come to the house, they go, oh, this guy's the real deal. Yeah, that's an eye-catcher. That's an eye-catcher. <laughs> this guy want. knows his stuff right here. Yeah. Monk, West Wing, and Earthquake. My man knows <laughs> his stuff. Yeah, man. Right. So did, did, you, did you get Apocalyptico? No, I haven't gotten it yet. Only, so it's still I, the White Whale. Well. Yeah, it's still right way for me, but it was for all for uh, DVD for everybody. That that was that was the one for a while. Look, if you're watching or listening, see, see I don't, I hesitate to tell you this. Y'all are gonna like you and Nate and Brian are gonna take this concept, and make it even better. But please don't or give me credit. Uh, I have an episode, usually about once a month, uh, where I check. I have a PO box, and so people can send me whatever they want. And I hope it's not. I mean, I'm not. I didn't create that, but. People, so they send me weird stuff. So what I'm saying is, if you're watching or listening and you have Apocalyptico, Blu-ray only, right? <laughs> oh, Not DVD. Yeah, DVD are they're easy to come by, but the Blu-rays are rare. If you have Blu-ray, <laughs> send it to the PO box. I'll forward it or barter with Aaron. Yeah. Is that is that fair? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love if it. I... You would make my. Uh, I'd probably retire from collecting. Collecting. <laughs> <laughs> Just trade the whole. I'll trade you everything I got. Earthquake included. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd trade all these in and just get a Netflix account at that <laughs> point. <you know? laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. So I, I, that was – see, that was better than Fiance. Uh, I think so, too. Blu-ray DVD collections, but <laughs> Yeah. All right, number nine. Nine's a German word for no. Name something you wish you could write off or in. No more. Something no more in your life. Well, what's yours? Can I ask? Did you, Wait, I guess no, your this, kind of change. This isn't about me. <laughs> mine is <laughs> mine is pay parking. Okay. It, it nothing infuriates me more than when I can't find good free parking somewhere. It, it's I don't know why it's legal to charge people for parking. I don't know why we tolerate it. I don't know why we're right. all okay with it. I I want to put my car somewhere for a few minutes so I can go patronize your business. I want to just get to your business so I can give you money. And you're making me pay $20 an hour for parking? Why are we not rioting in the streets about this? I, I can't is it lots it. or is it just street parking or all of it? A- anything, anything. Parking should be the easiest thing in the world. It should be, you don't even have to think about it. Right. It's just, if I opened up a business, I'd be like, all right, well, what, the number one thing is people got to be able to get here. Yeah. You know, where are they going to stay then, while they're spending money with us? Right, right. How are they going to come give me money? Right. Give me a place, give them a place to park their car. I did a show at, at the city winery in Nashville. The other night, um, huge parking lot, so many empty spaces. And I had to pay. To, and I was like, why are you making me do this? How much do you want to nickel and dime me? I'm about to go in and buy a $40 glass of wine for your piece of establishment. What? And now I got to pay for all this parking, dude. It got what me if so on mad. principle they rolled it into a cover charge? Would you be okay with a cover charge? If they said, we're if, not if charging 20 Same price? Same price? Yeah. We're not going to charge I mean, twenty to park, and then you go wait. But charge charge me twenty to get in. I feel like that's the same thing, dude. I feel like I, 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 it doesn't bother me when I have to pay it. It's just that I have to pay it. Like it should be. I have to pay to spend more money. Oh yeah, dude. It's just infuriating. <laughs> and if they did that, I would know. So it would still bother me. Okay, like, All right, see. it's a thirty dollars cover. You know, and you. Can so you just don't like night. paying before you pay for more stuff that's i dude it's just it should be such a hassle-free thing to park (laughs) and i remember thinking this is why why is this not so easy this is this is the worst part of the night it's just finding a place to put my car i just need to put it somewhere but are you You excited on the on just the meters because it's cheaper is it a price thing or is it the price i don't know i don't know if i've ever paid a meter to be honest i kind of just because, dude, if I'm in and out of somewhere quick, I'm like, I'll just pull up. You risk it. Oh, I risk it. I've been dinged a couple times, but it's worth it. It's the price of playing the game. Did you pay the tickets? Yeah, I paid the tickets. I, I probably have a few I haven't paid. I've got I was about to say, it's tickets. worth it because I don't pay. Ha-ha, uh-huh, I don't pay. <laughs> Joke's Sometimes, on you. There have been, like, a couple times where I come back to my car and there's a parking ticket, and I'm so furious that I just throw it on the ground and forgot about it. <laughs> So I don't know. I might have a few. Are you riding sure. dirty right now? Well, I, I guess so, no, man. I guess so. All right. So no more paid parking. I like it. I'm co-signing. I'm co-signing. Yeah. Good. Number eight. Uh, when you die, what do you want the, the last thing you ate to be? What's your last meal? You can mix and match. You go restaurants, home cooking. I need drinks. I need if you're going apps or desserts. I need the 
whole thing. And this is I'm about to be executed. Well, you just know you're going. My last man. Yeah. I'm go I'm gonna die. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, number one meal: McDonald's with a large diet coke. Actually, you know what? Coke. It's my last meal. Yeah. Oh, a diet. Yeah, that's a flavor let's thing. Let's have a real. That's gonna have some, a real coke. Okay. My mom's banana bread as a side. Oh. And then for dessert, I have my mom's uh, white cake with white icing and peanut butter cookies. So my mom banana bread and the dessert, and then the meal is from McDonald's. That's what's the one? Meal. Is the one the Big Mac? One's the Big Mac meal. Yeah. And you get, and large, you get your Big Mac straight meal. up like it is. Straight up, dude. I've never made an alteration at a restaurant before. Really? I just said, I just figure, look, y'all know better than me. You know what is going to be good. So I trust you. All right. But what if you said a weakness in the Big Mac game, what would it be? My, I say it's shrapnel. It, it's messy. That's fair. That's a very fair argument. Yeah. But they give it, they give it to you in a box. So, you know, you can All use right, let me, that. Let me hit you with this. Next time, no lettuce. I feel like, listen. I understand there's a lot of shredded lettuce on there. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it adds uh, a texture that's really important to the Big Mac. Ooh. I feel like it adds a little bit of a crunch, uh, a okay. little crispiness that the sandwich doesn't have. A little color. Lettuce. Now you got some so color. If anything, I, I recommend maybe asking for fewer pieces of lettuce. Okay. But it may be a little easy on the lettuce, but I think you need it there. I'm okay. not. I'm not concerned about the color. I, I'm not. You know. I'm not taking a picture of it. I'm not documenting it at all. I, I don't want it just to tie, it ties the buns together. Ties all three together. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And also, a lot of times the lettuce will help. I watched a documentary about this. A lot of times you need some of these ingredients because they ha they help hold all the condiments on, like, and they help the bun from sliding off. And all kinds of things. So they're they're actually functional in a way that I think we don't give them credit for. You didn't okay. You didn't even get a side <laughs> of nugs though. You weren't just. I mean, this is your last ride. Oh, I guess that's a good point. Well, I don't. I get a. I get a, usually get a couple side sandwiches. So I get a number one and then a cheeseburger and a McChicken. Strong. Couple sides. Dude, if you go to Mickey <laughs> D's and don't get something off that dollar menu, you're doing it wrong. I know. I know. I feel like I'm blowing it if I don't. So I gotta get something. <laughs> I feel like I'm blowing it. All right. There's just, dude, I haven't had. I'm just saying I haven't had fast food in a while. I'm trying to not eat it, and just oh. the idea of a Big Mac right now just sounds. It sounds so good. So okay. Are you yeah, so I'm a little biased? Are you, you? I mean, you flirted around it, but I mean, I hate to put you on the spot. Just admit. I, mean, I, I know you don't want to say the word, but you're on a diet. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not following a I'm not following a procedure or anything. I was just I've I've just started to go like let's just not be a maniac. <laughs> you know. Let's not get a and, number one with side sandwiches. Yeah, let's just try to stay away from McDonald's altogether. And I'm hanging in there, but we'll see. I'll uh, cave eventually. She'll never watch this, so it's all right. Is this on your own fruition or is this fiance driven? Oh, this is all me. This is all okay. Me. Yeah. I'm because I'm on one and it's it's very wide. Oh, yeah. right. uh, so, I mean, 
All right. Look, awesome. I, don't, I don't think she's she's not upset that I'm doing it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All, right. All right. Number seven. Uh, when you were seven years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, professional football player. That was it. And a, and a professional baseball player. I wanted to be the white Deion Sanders. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, called daytime. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm real. Yeah, I, th- I think it, there's a great great quote from the West Wing. Uh, where <laughs> have you seen it? Uh, uh, yeah, I have seen it. Uh, this. <laughs> There's a great quote from the West Wing where Josh Lyman, uh, Deputy Chief of Staff, the president, says there's a moment in every every man's life when he realizes he's not going to play professional baseball. Oh. And I, I think about I think about that all the time. Uh, but I want I wanted to I played sports. I was real into it. I wanted to I wanted to play it. Do you so, remember the moment now? Yeah, when everybody else hit puberty and I didn't. And I just started, <laughs> <laughs> just a kid playing with men. I think what position was, are you? I was shortstop and pitcher. I used to be kind of good. All right. Um, and then these kids just outgrew me. And I remember there's a moment where, like, oh, to be good, you actually have to like, start trying and working. <laughs> when you're, like, eight or nine, you just you just show up and play. Yeah. And then that's great. And now you have to start doing all this extra <laughs> stuff. And I was just like, oh, this isn't for me. You know. I got to uh, – I grew – I grew faster than everybody else in peewee football, uh, the whole deal. Then I get to high school, and you see, like, your first dude with a goatee, and you're like, are you? Are me and you about to go against each other? Are you, you're older than my dad, I think. Uh, right, right, yeah, yeah. And I just – I 100% remember this dude just wore me out for the first, you know, 10 plays. I'm like, I'm on defense, he's on offense. And I finally, I was good. Hey, man. I, I mean, I, should, I thought it was like an unwritten rule, but uh, can we like take it easy? I mean, it's practice, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a freshman. Like, can we just like take? And he's he like his look on his face is like what? But yeah. it's that moment where I go, oh wait, I have to try one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. You just you're just like I'm not wired that way, dude. I yeah. get it. Absolutely not. Oh, we're really going to work out during our class? No, no, no. I thought we're just... <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. I thought we we're joking around the locker. Okay, yeah, yeah, y'all right, doing that. Right, so. right, All right, right. Uh, so pro sports number six. Uh, how do you want to end up six feet under? How are we going out? You've had your number one with some side pieces. You've had the uh, the cake and the cookies. How are we going out now? I think. Man, I mean, look, you think you're just going to die in your sleep, probably, right? right? I mean, it's not a glorious death, but it's the, the least horrific. Is there a fun way? I have, like a, heart a, on, I have a heart attack on stage. On stage? Die during, during a show, and then the and then the headliner has to go up after me. <laughs> you know, that's... So you're not even closing. <laughs> No, I'm still featuring at this point. Oh, you, you, you want to go out and screw in the headliner, huh? Hey, so funny, you... my, my wildest fantasy, I'm not even headlining. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing an eight-minute spot on a showcase, and I die, and then all my friends have to finish the show. Greatest That'd show great. ever. I'm not headlining. <laughs> and you, have a note, you need a note in your pocket, and they're like, they pull it, hey, let's see what he's got. What's his idea or something? And it just said, follow that. And it's just, oh, no. follow that. 
You're That's out. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you need to have uh, just so you, that needs to be in your pocket at all times from now. Yeah, no, just, I see the light. You know. <laughs> <I see> the light. <laughs> all right, number five, <laughs> five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? Last thing I stole, uh, I steal pens from the comedy club all the time. But the on last purpose three, or accident? A lot of times on purpose. They have millions. A lot of times <laughs> intentional. I just I need a pen. You always need a pen, right? So I think I oh, I don't have any here. I usually yeah, got a few. none in reach. No, nah, none within reach. So I might need to steal some. I more. mean, you've got Monk and West Wing in reach, but no pen. That's a good room. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, the last theft, I was seven, and I stole a pack of Bubblicious from uh, mm. Dixie. And uh, was it a split decision? Was it premeditated? Did you go? I'm going to get gone. Look, it was an impulse steal, man. Okay. I was a kid. They, they put that stuff right on eye level, you know, in the checkout aisle. So I just kind of looked around, grabbed it, put it in my pocket. Didn't even eat it. Just kept it in my pocket, and my parents found it. I said, do we get you this? And I was like, no, my uncle, my uncle Albert bought it for me. And I remember them. So they call Albert. I remember just sitting there, oh, man, it's unraveling. Boy, so you blame the uncle, and they do a I, story check. I threw my uncle under the bus, and they were like, that's kind of uh, weird. You haven't seen him in a while. I was like, oh, man, it wasn't even a good alibi. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, like, just listening to them on the phone, being like, oh, okay. Okay, he must have stolen it. And then I had to, you know, I got in trouble, got spanked. Then I had to go back. Do the shameful return to the cashier. No. My dad brought me. He goes, "You gotta take it back." It's Game it's of Thrones, cashier. dude. Shame. Cashier, he's probably dude, probably eighteen year old kid, doesn't care at all. I had to come back here to be like, "I took your bubble delicious." <laughs> yeah, and he probably apologized. watched you take it and didn't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't care. He was like, Beep. "Dude, he's probably he's probably stealing twenties out of the cash register." <laughs> he's got like four packs in his pocket right now. Oh, dude, that thanks. I'll add it back on all. the shelf. Right. <laughs> All right, are you are you a hotel thief? Um, are you still from the hotel rooms? Hmm. Yeah, sometimes I've taken I take hangers almost every time. Really? Yeah, I feel All like. Right. I never do you consider hangers. Do you consider shampoo and stuff ceiling, or is that part of the room? No, because they just once they dispose of that afterwards. Right. That's so it's, all wrapped it's yours. up into what you're right. It's yours for sure. But you go hangers, which, by the way, you're the reason they start making those hangers with the tiny hooks on them. I know. I get so mad when I see those. <laughs> but every now and then you got to do it. If you get one with the good with the clips, those are hard oh. to come by, man. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take some of these. A good pant hanger. I need those. man. Wait a minute. You're but starting to sound more proud of your hanger collection than your DVD collection. Well, no, dude. I'll get to a point one day where I have enough where I don't need to steal them anymore. But I'm still, I'm still building my Buddy, uh, my collection. I don't know if yeah. you maybe at one time you checked them and the and the stock market on hangers were high, <laughs> but now they're at an all time low. I feel like take some Opry money and get get some hangers, dog. You stealing hangers? Oh, you're right, right. You're right. You're right. If you're watching this on the next PO box, send Apocalyptico <laughs> and good hangers with clips from our buddy Aaron. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a care package for you next time. Yeah, it's just hangers, <laughs> bubblelicious gum, and some Mickey it. D's. You're good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, number four. Uh, this is a serious topic on this show. We, we this is uh -huh. a serious deal. Okay? okay. Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's. Little Debbie's. 
but they've sent me care packages before. So you need to know wow, this can wow. get back to them. Wow. Okay. Here's my Mount Rushmore. Zebra cakes. Solid oatmeal cream, oatmeal cream pies. OG. Nutty buddies. Love it. And the Christmas tree cakes. Okay. The little seasonal item there at the end. Well, okay. No, that's a, that's actually more much more than you think. But I think yeah. you're first to go zebra and Christmas tree because they're the same cake. One's shaped in a tree with sprinkles. Right, but the sprinkles totally changes the texture. Oh, they do. They do, but they do usually sure. they leave off the zebra if they go Christmas tree. Look at you. Oh, interesting. I mean, I don't know what else. I, Star Crunch maybe is a close. Star Crunch is like they're looking up at it like I could be there one day. But it, you know, <laughs> like it's. But is zebra your number one seed? Yeah, for sure, man. Oh, so you're not for bumping sure. it out? No, zebra's there for sure. So the I'd gap maybe, between zebra and Star Crunch is pretty drastic. Look, zebra is the Abraham Lincoln. All right, he's not going anywhere. All right, <laughs> it's I'm like not that <laughs> right because what we know about Abe Lincoln is he never went anywhere. <laughs> he's Abe Lincoln. Yeah, uh, like yeah. like we've had discussions of taking presidents off now. All right, all right that's the thing. Right, 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 right. Well, like George Washington might get canceled or something. That's that's maybe <laughs> that's that's the the Christmas tree cake. It's like look, it's there a lot, now, but. I, but I'm open to removing them and letting somebody else in, you know, star crunch. But it ain't going to be Perhaps. zebra. It's not going to be zebra cake. No, 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 not okay. a chance. So that was a good, that you gave them in ranking order, not just a random four. It was zebra, oatmeal, nutty buddy, and then Christmas trees, your four. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But only because that's seasonal. If they, if it was a different shape and that same, it would be up there too. I think it's that good. Well, you know, they got some fall cakes now, but they look like the zebra cake. Uh-huh. They, yeah, they're they're yeah. trying I've to get those. different ones. They got the unicorns, which are like rainbow colored and long and skinny. <laughs> uh-huh. No Swiss cake roll for you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think they're amazing. <laughs> but not on the top four. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, like, why are you trying to change my rush more? There's not a bad little Debbie snack. I mean, I, I really think, that, but, but I'm not, there's just some that I'm not grabbing because the better ones are there. <laughs> okay. Just like All there's right, never no. been a bad president. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Abe Lincoln's not going anywhere. I know that. <laughs> yeah, but but number, Abe Lincoln's not leaving. Number yeah. three, three items on a deserted island. Uh, if somebody's new tuning in, the, the uh, caveat I give is you're not going to get heat. This isn't you saying they're the three best albums ever made. This is you're stuck listening to these three albums over and over and over again. So best of, maybe a live, maybe whatever, maybe a compilation. Now that's what I'll call Music 12. Who knows? (laughs) So, so deaf bass all-stars from 98. 12 was a good year. (laughs) Now that's what I call Music 12. That was a hot one. for sure. What are you going with? I'm going with John Mayer Continuum, which I'm sure I'll get black for, but that's one of my favorite albums okay. ever. I think it's great. Then I would take uh, I take Recovery by Eminem in case I want to work out on the island. It's got some good workout tunes. 
I can't look. I like John Mayer. I can't start doing push-ups to to slow dancing in a burning room. You know, I need I need Cinderella Man. I need something in okay. there to get me pumped up, right? All right. And then maybe my third album was I would take Skanks for the Memories by David Tell, his comedy album. Really? That'd be my third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think any three albums are going to get old pretty quickly. So I think my philosophy is uh, let me get the most enjoyment that I can for the first month <laughs> because I'll be sick of anything after a month, you know? No country. No, no country. If I, you know, if I had a few others, I'd take it, but just that's the top three. Okay. Sure. I like it. Yeah. Uh, number two, give me two concerts. The first concert you ever went to and the last concert. And when I say last, it can't be like something you, it can't be the Opry where you played like on the show. Oh, okay. Like you're in a crowd as a fan. Right. First concert I ever went to, I saw Guster at the Alabama Theater in Birmingham. When I was in middle school. It's a great show. Wait, parents last, took you or was that your first that you went? I, I need to went go to this. A, I went with a friend and his parents. Did you know Guster going in? I knew Guster real well. Yeah. Okay. One of my so you're a fan. Friends. This was your first fan. That's cool. I was a huge fan. It was the first show I've ever been to. And the last concert I went to, I saw uh, Snarky Puppy at the Ryman. Snarky Puppy is one of my favorite bands. They're like contemporary jazz instrumental band. They were great. That's the last one I went to. And then since I've been doing comedy, I haven't been to many concerts, but that was one of the Was that few... pre-COVID? Yeah, it was pre-COVID. So you hadn't you hadn't had one of any of the open they're opening back up a little bit. No, no, I haven't haven't seen any going around. It's just it's kind of just comedy rocking right now. What a, what a turn, Guster and uh, Snarky Puppy. That's a, that's a combo. <laughs> yeah, that's a combo right there. All right, number one going out. If you're a wrestler, who would you be? Uh, now this is which uh, current wrestler I would become, or what would my wrestling character be? Well, you, you, first of all, for entertainment purposes, you can give all those. But start with if you're a wrestler. And it could be an old wrestler. It could be a current. It could be whatever. If you went Aaron Weber's turning into a wrestler, I would be basically. I would be, I'll tell you what, I used to have a uh, WWF yeah. video game that I'd play with my brother. And we would always play. He would be Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I would be Kane. Oh, big Kane fan. I like that he's huge. I like mayor. that he's scary. Yeah, yeah, now he's the mayor of Knoxville, <laughs> which is just wild, dude. So I always like I liked his mask and what he wore. I thought it looked ridiculous. So he was all he was my favorite. He, he's who I'd be. All right. Now, have you thought about since I feel like it means you've thought about it. If you just said, no, I'm glad, I'm glad about if I was a wrestler. Yeah, I, if I were a wrestler, I would just be, dude, I would just, I guess I'd just wear a, a leotard and just kind of just be Aaron Like Weber. Andre the Giant singlet, like the big show? <laughs> Are you going the trunks? Yeah, just, just, the, just the Speedo looking thing. Speedo. I feel like I, feel like I got to lean into it, man. I can't pretend I don't have a body <laughs> I don't have. I just got to, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> well, I don't, don't be leaning in the Speedo, but. I would go maybe half trunk singlet. So you just oh okay, okay. Not so you bad. got the same premise. You got you still got the straps, which yeah. is the suspenders for the fat guy, which is what we need. <laughs> if not, our trunks are coming down. So I, I like, but you're going you're going you're going full speedo version. I like it. 
Yeah, or I'd be like, uh, I'd, I, or I'd wear a suit, and that would be my thing. I'd be like, uh, oh, Vince McMahon, almost just full just suit, kinda, and then a business outfit. Yeah, like what, what's this guy up to? But being uh, a Kane fan, no business. face mask or mask or anything. No pain. No, you know, I respect him so much. It's like I'm not going to try to replicate that in any way. Okay, yeah. that's a fair deal. Uh, Kane, you, now you're Kane. Who's your tag team partner? You got a tag match coming up. Oh, oh man, I'd have to go. I mean, oof. I go Stone Cold, I guess. Okay. As my guy, because that was always me and my brother were those two guys. I thought we made a fun pair. Yeah. So that's that's who I'd pick. So you, you're going to turn from bitter rival to your to your tag partner. I like it. That's, right. that's the swerve. That's the storyline swerve. Now we're tag team partners. All right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, dude. Man, thanks for joining me, dude. Fun stuff. Hey, excited you, for all the killer stuff you got going on, man. I appreciate it, man. Dude, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we finally hey, made it happen. Uh, check it out. Aaron Weber Comedy. If you want to see what his MySpace looks like, AaronWeberComedy.com. Uh, podcast is wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. They can get Nate Land as well. With you, uh, Nate Bargatze, and the very funny Brian Bates. Uh, and where can they get the album? Anywhere? Anywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Tidal. Where uh, do you Where do you get paid the most? Uh, if they just buy it outright on iTunes, which not coming? a lot of people do. If they All do right. that, yeah, you just go to iTunes. But but just stream it and check it out. That means that's that's the most important thing. Yeah, and then go quote his jokes. Uh, at his next show and go, hey, buddy, I saw this on <laughs> hey, YouTube, dude. bro. Hey, dude, you got to turn some stuff around, dude. This is getting out of control. I already yeah. seen this one. <laughs> yeah, next. <laughs> I could skip ad right now, I would, bro. <laughs> yeah. I've already heard it. All right, dude, excellent stuff, uh, and I'll talk to you later. Dude. All right, buddy, take it easy.